Welcome to Gone Fishing, a show diving into cybersecurity threats that surround our highly connected lives. Every human is different. Every person has unique vulnerabilities that expose them to potentially successful social engineering. On this show, we'll discuss human vulnerability and how it relates to unique individuals. I'm Connor Swalm, CEO of FinSecurity, and welcome to Gone Fishing. Everyone, welcome back to another episode of Gone Fishing. I'm your host, Connor, CEO at Fin, and I am joined once again by Jeremy Young, the person in charge of partnerships at Blumira. Jeremy, how are you? Hi, Connor. I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm doing getting good. A, I'm I, getting a new promotion every time we talk. Just a new title. <laughs> I did. I totally forgot your official title, and I just remember you saying, I'm in charge of partnerships. So there we go. We just went with it. Something sticks. So for, for this episode, you've suggested an incredibly interesting topic because I don't know where it's going to go, but it's called cybersecurity with mom. Can you explain that to me? So uh, I worked at Huntress before Blumira, and we had a lot of a lot of explaining to do around what does Huntress do? What's a persistent foothold? What is it? And it was during a time when none of this stuff had like MSPs didn't know what this was. Most most people didn't know what it was. Uh, and so we were trying to get to a place where we could communicate effectively both to cyber to MSPs and they could communicate the value of that to their clients. So I actually at the time I had my first daughter and my mom was in town a lot to help out with 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 the daughter, not so much the the huntress. But I uh, I practice my presentations and such, and I'm saying them out loud, and she happens to be sharing the same kind of communal space. And so afterwards, she'd ask questions like, what's of this and what's of that and use that acronym. And so I started get like refining my, my materials, my presentations with my mom because she doesn't know anything about cybersecurity. And if I got it to a place where she could grasp it, and, and my mom's a smart person, I'm not there. There are more technically inclined people. There are less technically inclined people, she, but she's a, she's a pretty good kind of like Joe six pack out there. She, she just is a normal person. Not she does. She did interior design for a living. So it wasn't uh, anything in our world. If I could get her to a place where she could then tell other people what I did in a more accurate way than just cybersecurity, it was a win. And I've actually had, a. I, I'm sorry. I intended to actually invite her to this episode because my, my whole idea was to create a podcast called cybersecurity with mom where we'd have a new topic every time. And then I would just try and get it to a place where uh, I could, by the end of the episode, my mom would understand that piece of cybersecurity. And if we could do that, then we could explain it to anyone. So overall, cybersecurity is one of those topics that I'm sure you've seen this. And I, I worked in telecom before cybersecurity. So like you can just see people's eyes blaze over. The moment that you say you're in something that they don't understand, they don't want to understand. And that 10,000 foot stare just hits you right in the face. But we, we've got the holidays coming up. We just had one. We're going we're gonna to have more. You're going to have time with family. And I think it's a great opportunity to, whether it's mom or your aunt or your grandma, to say, hey, when they, how's work? What are, you, what are you doing? What do you do again? Don't just glaze over it. And don't just stay at the high level of like, well, I do security, but for computer stuff, like take it as an opportunity to ask the question back. Like, are you actually interested? Don't 
don't do any, don't explain against their will, but find someone who's actually interested and knows nothing about the topic and use it as an opportunity to try to get them to a place where they can understand what you're doing at a, a much finer degree of detail than you would otherwise, because that's going to help you in communicating, whether it's to me, to MSPs or to MSPs to their general clients. If you can get family to understand and, and more importantly, care, because you don't want them to just technically understand. And, and a lot of, I think, the problem with MSPs uh, selling to their end clients is MSPs are by nature technical. They want everyone to be ex- as excited about the technical solution as them. And most people are just not. So we've got to find ways to communicate uh, about the magic of what we do without turning people off to where they just kind of stop thinking, turn their brain off. And think, I, I don't care. Let's move on. Let's, let's talk about Turkey. You know, the, <laughs> got to keep them engaged and, and make them uh, get them to a place where they are excited about what you do, but do so without talking about speeds and feeds or acronyms. No acronyms, nothing that requires a definition. So you don't just do cybersecurity. You do something specific. Explain that in as few words as possible using no acronyms. Go. It's, a, it's like an interesting exercise for a, a lot of folks in the MSP space or anyone that's technical. It's, people are almost always genuinely interested in what you do and who you are. However, if every time you open your mouth, you make them feel dumb or unintelligent. And it's not that you're trying to do this. If that's their perception because of the way you're communicating, they feel like they can't understand you. Just like the snap of a finger, they're checked out. and They don't want to be a part of it. And I saw this. This happened to myself a lot when I studied math in college. Try to talk to anyone outside of the math department about math. The conversation was over before it started. That thousand yard stare that you had. I always say, their mother, their brother, their uncle, their friend they hadn't talked to in 40 years was calling them from the next room and the conversation was done and they were, they were out. It's like, that's exactly what would happen just because they weren't interested. So Blumira is a sim. I can say that to most of the people in our world and they at least have a general understanding. But you get outside of like our world or cybersecurity world specifically, no one knows what that means. They're like, is that even a word? And yes, it's an acronym, security information event management, yada, yada. But if I was trying to describe this to someone over the table at Thanksgiving, I might take it a much higher level and, and put it in a kind of metaphor that they, maybe they just travel for Thanksgiving. So might say something like, so, you know, when we're at the airport and there's that flight control tower and there are people in there looking at screens and they, every, every single airplane on the tarmac, every airplane in the airspace flying around they all are being tracked and all have communication with that flight tower. And if something goes wrong, there are systems in place to say, hey, these two planes are about to crash. Like, And human, go tell them not to do that. That's kind of like what I do, what my company does for networks. And so we take all of the information from all the systems and then point out when things are going wrong. And then on the, that's, that's kind of half of what we do. And then the other side is like, when something really goes wrong, you stick in with the airline uh, thing here and there's a crash, what do they try to dig up? Of course, we're trying to save human lives. But I mean, as far as the airplane goes, they're always searching for that little black box. The reason they're searching for that little black box is because that little black box is collecting all of the information from all the systems on the plane that then researchers can look at and see 
what went wrong, when it went wrong, exactly how it went wrong, because every system creates data, which in our terminologies is just a log, kind of like if you go to the bank account, somebody stole money from you, you would look at the ledger in your bank account and see transactions in, transactions out. When did this happen? That's a log of transactions and all systems create logs. And that black box keeps all of those and keeps it for a long period of time. So that's the other part of what my company does is we, the people in flight, we can redirect if things are going wrong. And then after the fact, if something really bad happens, we know what happened because we have the data from the logs that show when it happened. And that those two things, just like if the power goes off to the flight control tower, no planes are taken off. No planes are coming in. We are also incredibly important to a company's business because you're flying blind without it. That makes a lot of sense. I would have explained SIM as a picture that there's all this information being generated by computers and it's all scrolls into one dashboard and there's people looking at it. It's like looking at the messages all the computers are sending. That's your SIM. That's a suck. Why why is that important? Um, cause some of those pieces of information are, Hey, <laughs> there is something really weird going on on this computer. Somebody come look at it. Uh, and you'd want to know, <laughs> you want to know what that weird thing is. How, so how would you describe phishing awareness without, without using the word email? Without using the <laughs> word email. Our goal is to teach people to recognize lies and deceit before that results in the theft of information, access, or money, or somebody's able to steal something from you. Our job is to get you to recognize it. And that's like at a top level. How we do that is there's some mechanics involved, but that's what, that's what our aim is. I think, I think yours would be a little easier just because there's actually more relatable instances in most people's lives. Like everybody knows someone who's had their Facebook messenger taken over yeah. and they messaged out, Hey, to everyone, every contact in Facebook, I'm on the side of the road in Phoenix and I don't have access to my wallet. Can you send me, here's my PayPal thing. Can you send me some money? I think everyone's like one degree of separation from that experience if they haven't had that themselves. Oh yeah. Uh, And so that you could be able to use that as a type of thing. I I know uh, like there, there's, there's always in cybersecurity, there's always a walk in that line of like fear based selling versus education based selling. And you don't want to be fear, but like, People are also afraid of getting their money stolen from them, rightfully so. Yeah. So there's just education around that. But like, what would your mom, what would the next question be if you gave her that, that what we aim to do thing? She'd be like, yeah, but what do you do? <laughs> I, uh, what? I already know this because she forwards me emails all the time with the subject in the title. It's, hey, is this real? <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> you, you are her personal. Fishing uh, spam tool. I'm her personal spam filter for sure. Like, yes, That's, mom, this is the JCPenney marketing email you signed up for. Would you like me to unenroll you? Oh, no, I wanted that. And it's like, okay. <laughs> okay, mom. That's See excellent. I have had relatives call me freaking out. This is a, a you know, a, uh, I guess, a, a result of working in cybersecurity, I'm air quoting for those of you listening, is any problem with any computer or anything that might have a computer in it, it becomes your problem that you need to solve for your family. Well, Connor, here's like, this is a business opportunity. Uh, I'm, I'm giving your product away, but like 
sell your as a perk. Let your MSPs put like one free sub account for friends and family for all those people because we you think we have it bad. Yeah, they are the <laughs> IT guy, and they have yeah. been for their entire life. I mean, like all those people that just forward you individual emails, just just throw them in here. It's never going to be more than like ten people, and see, man, that would that'd be a perch. <laughs> I uh, I just gave a talk recently uh, to a bunch of MSPs, and and this kind of sums up. The ed- I call it like the educational, the understanding gap, whatever you'd like to call it. I said, okay, everyone in this room, there are about 50 or 60 uh, MSPs. Raise your hand if you had trouble opening your email, uh, getting onto a browser and opening your email today. Of course, nobody raises their hand. It's like, great. Raise your hand if you've been messing around with computers and servers and coding since you were like nine years old. Everyone raises their hand. It's like, great. Flip the answers to both of those questions and you have what is essentially an average client of yours. That's the difference here is you've been doing this for so long. You don't remember what it was like to have a problem getting into your email account, but most people do on a weekly basis. So relatives call me all the time. It's like, I've been hacked. I'm like, all right, show me your computer. And then they show me their computer and it's this crypto. We need you to pay me money scam. I'm like, all right, uh, is your mouse locked? And then they roll around their mouse. Like you can see the mouse move around the screen. It's like, all right, hold up. Uh, press F11 on your keyboard. They're like, why do I want to do that? It's like, I just press F11 for me. <laughs> and then boop, the URL comes back. I was like, all right, close out of this browser tab and don't answer that email ever again. They're like, oh, I'm not hacked. I was like, no. Like, How do you know that? I, like, I don't want to sit here and explain to you that that was just a Google Chrome tab with the URL hidden because you clicked on an email that was malicious, but couldn't put something onto your computer. That's what happened. There's your opportunity at Christmas. Yeah. You can explain that. And I like, sh- just show them, do a demo. At Christmas, <laughs> I'm going like, of what to, F11 yeah, does. Create a, a little presentation, and you know, Apple uh, screen connected or whatever to the to the smart TV. It's all right, everyone, gather around, gather around, gather around. We're gonna go over URLs and subdomains today. <laughs> so a subdomain is this thing. Is like, can anyone point it out here on the screen? Here are other examples. Uh, you know, I poke fun at that. I actually used to give a talk all about cybersecurity basics, and I did two entire slides on web domains, subdomains, and what impersonating subdomains, what impersonating domains, like there was top level impersonation, there is, uh, you know, subtexting and there's subdomain impersonation. It's like, this is what an impersonation looks like at every level. This is what a valid domain that you are trying to get to facebook.com. Don't go to facebook.randomurl.com. That's not Facebook. It's not Facebook at all. I, I have a sneaky suspicion that you're going to start getting requests after this episode for Dude, uh, the type of training, the friends and family training. I will. It's a 20 slide presentation that I've given 30 times. I do it at various small business development centers around the nation. I've talked with 25 of them so far, and it's always the same. It's you're going to you're going to leave here with five things that you can do today to make you a little bit more secure and you're going to understand why you should do all five of them. Like, and MSPs reach out to Connor for that presentation. So you can go give it to your local uh, yeah. business gatherings and get new business out of it. I will give, I'll give a sneak peek. Ready? Multi-factor authentication. All right. MFA. Everyone's heard that term, right? All right. What does it mean? I was like two-factor authentication. I was about to say, is that the same thing as two-factor? No. Multi-factor means more than one. Two-factor means exactly two. So multi-factor would be like, I had to get a password, I had to get something texted to my phone, and I had to get into my phone in order to see that, right? I needed three pieces, three keys to unlock that door. It's like two-factor authentication. Something you have, something you know, and maybe someone you are. 
fingerprint. Correct. Yeah. And I always say, it's like, great, here's why you should enable multi-factor authentication. It's like, we already did a lesson here on passwords. And all of you probably started sweating on this call because you recognize that according to this little you know, diagram that I just showed you, your password is very insecure and can be guessed randomly very easily. And 76% of passwords are a derivation of the same password already used Correct. somewhere else. But now picture that even though that's the case, you have a key in your back pocket that only you have. Only you have that key in your back pocket. And even though somebody has the password to your door lock, they need that second key to un- undo the deadbolt. But only you have it. There's only one copy and it's in your back pocket. That's like needing a text code or that's like having a authenticator on your phone. It's like, that's you. Unless, you know, whatever, we can do SIM card jacking, but I don't want to get into that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, there's why. That's why you should do MFA right now. And they're like, oh, wow, I get it. So. Well, same thing for the YubiKeys. They're like, well, but anybody could touch that. I'm like, anybody that's sitting in front of that keyboard right now when you need it, the majority of what we're trying to do here is cancel out the remote possibilities of people who can do things without you physically being there. Yep. But we digress. If folks wanted to learn more about you or more about Bloomira, how would you suggest they go do that? Uh, Bloomira.com forward slash partners. And we also, uh, we as a mentioned before, we are a SIM and we're make, making SIM simple for MSPs. And we do provide free for internal use NFR pricing or program for NF- MSPs. Go to bumir.com slash NFR to sign up there and learn more. If you just want to chat, MSP at bumir.com or look me up on LinkedIn, Jeremy Young. Awesome. For folks listening or watching, we'll have links to all that in the show notes for you. So you can connect with Jeremy. You can connect with Bumira and, uh, you too can find out uh, what other cybersecurity topics Jeremy would like to talk about with his mom. And you can ask him for all that. Thanks, well, thanks for joining thanks me today, Jeremy. Uh, it was great to see you as well. Folks, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you on the next episode. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about creating high quality security awareness training campaigns that engage employees and change their habits, then check out FinSecurity at phinsec.io or click the link in our show notes. Thanks for fishing with me. See you next time.